0: Rutherford Issues with Brian Barrett on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at
1: wgnsradio.com. Rutherford Issues is powered by Middle Tennessee Electric. United Communications, that's MTE's internet company, is growing. They announced back in August a multi-year project expansion that's going to create 1,400 route miles of new fiber optic, uh, fiber optic lines capable of delivering multi-gig internet services. Find out more at mte.com slash internet. That's United Communications, fast, local fiber. Well, today we have the uh, pleasure of talking with um, a couple of very nice young ladies. It's uh, Kim Ryan and Mitzi Dawn. We're going to talk about hustle recovery. I think Mike Sparks uh, is going to join us as well here in just a second. He just got out of session and, um, Who knows? Uh, You never know about Mike. Kim, I guess you know Mike long enough. Uh, You never know, right? Right. (laughs) So, uh, well, good to have you here today. Thanks. Uh, Pull that mic up as close as you can get uh, there as well, and uh, maybe start out by telling us what Hustle Recovery is all about.
0: Okay, so Hustle Recovery is, we are a non-profit organization. Um, We help to navigate people into treatment and or sober living, just depending on where they are in their journey. Um, We also have a six-month aftercare program for individuals coming right out of treatment. Um, Some right out of jail. They don't meet the criteria to go to treatment. Um, We work with all kinds of different, all different counties all over the United, or the Tennessee, Mm -hmm. and... um, like over a hundred different sober livings um we also um have our grand opening for our php iop with housing treatment center in ashland city um it is going to be on april 24th
1: okay you you threw a bunch of letters out there so what does that mean
0: (laughs) php is um partial hospitalization program Oh, okay iop is intensive outpatient
1: all right so um how did this come about for you I mean, Hustle Recovery, what, um, you're involved, obviously, here, yeah. so kind of walk us through that story.
0: Um, well, I don't know if I should talk, talk about how it started. Um, I wish Troy was here to do that because um, that is his story to tell. But um, basically, Hustle started with a Facebook post um from troy sandifer Um, he was struggling in addiction got in trouble um, lost a friend to an overdose and put a post on facebook and from there it just took off he wasn't really trying to start hustle recovery um he was just trying to reach individuals that were like struggling with addiction um and then it the post got shared hundreds of times Um, his phone started ringing and it kind of took off from there wow
1: (laughs) Wow. Yeah, So how long has that been?
0: Um, May of 2020.
1: Okay. Wow. That was May of 2020 was an interesting time. Wasn't mm-hmm. it? <laughs> yeah,
0: it was. It was.
1: You know, there there were a lot of people that um, had been cooped up. And, you know, I, I think 2020 was difficult in, in many aspects. And um, substance abuse is one of those that we've seen a dramatic increase, it seems.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I know that, you know, you're bored at home or you're bored on the streets. Um, there probably wasn't a lot of, um, police out a whole lot cause they were, you know, having to be, um, cooped up as well. So it was kind of like, um, people, especially, well, I know I was one of those in addiction at the time, um, running rapid, <laughs> yeah. doing all kinds of crazy things and getting worse and worse. So yeah, it kind of came about at a great time.
1: So now, um, you brought Mitzi with you as mm-hmm. well. So, yes. um, Kind of give us, um, Mitzi, if you will, how are you involved with Hustle Recovery?
2: So um, I've been in the community for 15 years and Hustle came, came on and we were kind of like, what is happening here? Who, who are these guys? Because they were everywhere. Mm-hmm. And what I want to say is that they are an ally and they're an advocate. Um, when we get a call and we don't know what to do we can call hustle. So um, it started out as transportation because one of the big barriers to getting somebody to treatment is how can we get them there? And we would call Kim and say, I have somebody in there in Knoxville and I can't get them. And she'd say, what's the address? And she would drive and and go and pick (laughs) them up and she would get them to to their facility. So really it, it stemmed from like a place of need where they were looking around in our community and going, where is the need? Um, and so that's how I started getting involved. And I just fell in love with the program because it's, it's authentic and it, um, comes from a place of, of wanting to help and wanting to be part of the solution rather than how can I figure out how to make money off of Mm the situation. Um, and unfortunately in our circles and in the industry, you know, that's a big part of it. So, um, they're they're just the first line so if 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 I need help like I need help today um, honestly when I was coming in they said call Kim so well, I'm gonna see her um, because I have a dad who recently got reunited with his kid and we're trying to find a place for him to go and so um, that's something that like I'll bring up with Kim after we when we leave and go okay let's brainstorm where can we put this gentleman with his child
0: I have one for you, too. See? Okay, perfect. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, no, we're just collaborating on the air. That's what right? we do. That's what
0: we do, <laughs> that's that's what what we do. do all day. <laughs> like, we have, between her and I, um, we have so many different friends that work in recovery with us. And that's just what we do. We get together and we brainstorm. And some of us know resources that the other doesn't. Um, loopholes. Just whatever, whatever that looks like. And try to help as many as we can. Yeah.
1: So... If you had to, <clears throat> I, I guess, talk to somebody and tell them in like two or three sentences exactly what it is you do, because it seems like there's there's so much, mm-hmm. <laughs> what, what would you tell them?
0: I would tell them to pick up the phone, call Hustle Recovery, or get online, fill out an application, and we will figure out what to do and how to help you.
1: Yeah. And it, it, it sounds like it's just really all walks of life, no matter what may be going on. Mm-hmm, um mm-hmm uh, why, why hustle recovery? Why, why is this important? Do you think?
0: Because we, whenever I get with somebody on the phone, um, they try to come at me with, well, I have this issue or I have this issue. And my, my response to them is hit me with another barrier because we can get through that together.
1: Mm -hmm. Everyone's not everyone. Uh, but maybe those are barriers that they see they can't get past. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it just takes someone encouraging
0: them. It does. It does. Or they just don't know that they can ask for that. Or, you know, I I get people that are homeless on the street and they, you know, they don't shoes, or their shoes are just tattered or they don't have clothes or they don't, they, they're like, well, I don't want to go to treatment because I don't have cigarettes. You know, like, I'm like, well, I'll buy you cigarettes. Like, <laughs> we can get through that. I can get you some clothes. Like, what, what is it? What's really going on? And if we need to do some motivational interviewing, we'll do that. So uh, just hit me with something. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: You obviously have a passion. Yes. For this. Was, was there a time when it... Was, you know, I, I need help and w- was Hustle Recovery there for you? Was someone there for you and you just want to pay back? How, how why, why your involvement so deeply?
0: Wow. Um, so the members of Hustle Recovery, um, if you know who we are, you know that we are um, from Murfreesboro. We did a lot of running around out here, a lot of torment and <laughs> just running crazy um, and John Hughes, he is the COO of Hustle Recovery, was a friend of mine. We were we became friends in addiction together. Um, we used to run together, and um, he got sober before me, and he called me constantly. Like, let's get you some help. Are you okay? Like, are you still breathing? You know, just every day. And I would, you know, he'd be like, are you ready to go to treatment? I'm like, no, I have tires in my hotel room. I can't go. Like any, like I would just like any <laughs> excuse. And that's like an ongoing joke with us because he used to laugh at me. Um, and, you know, I was in addiction for over 18 years. I was an IV user. Um, and somebody helped me. Um, and I just to see another person male or female struggling in that and not knowing what to do i was that person i had no idea to how to get into treatment i had no idea i even had insurance so um that's just you know just literally a phone call and it changed my life
1: i'm sure that you could drive anywhere in in murfreesboro any corner to hotels whatnot and there are probably hundreds of people right there that, Mm -hmm. but when, when it, it, it takes the person being willing to seek the help, doesn't it?
0: It does. It does. There was a long time that, um, like for me and for instance, I, I, I wanted to, I had hoped that there was a better way and there was a better life that I could have. I just really didn't know how. And being addicted to a drug that you literally at that, at, towards the end for me it was like every four to six hours I was having to use just to stay well it wasn't even about getting high anymore I was not getting high anymore I was just getting by so um and being scared of the um the pain that I was gonna have to go through for detox stuff like that is very scary um especially if you've if you've gone through any kind of withdrawals on the street it's hard it is very hard um so you you try to seek anything and everything you know people ask me what my drug of choice was I would prefer you know meth or heroin but mm-hmm. I'll take whatever you had in your pocket like as long as if it'll help me get through this like moment of torment that I'm going through right now so um that's you know something that we face a lot with people that call us is I don't want to be sick and it's kind of like you know it, you know at risk of being too harsh you know well here's the thing. You've detoxed before on the street. Anybody that is using has de- gone through some kind of withdrawal on the street and they know what they're going to have to face. But if they can just get through that two to three, sometimes four days in the beginning, we can get you something that will help you to be more at ease. And it's it's just going to get better after that. Right. There is a light at the end of the tunnel.
1: <laughs> is, is that just really difficult to see it when you're in addiction i mean is Mm -hmm. it just difficult to see where that light at the end of the tunnel is going to be
0: yes um i can remember Mm -hmm. just everything when i look back now to my life in addiction it was dark like it just seems like a really dark dark place there's it just nothing was happy I, i mean i had happy moments very few and far between um but as opposed like to my life today, like every day is happy. Mm. You know, I feel like I'm shining all the time. It's nothing is dark. Do I get stressed out? Do I have bad times or bad moments in my life? Uh, Absolutely. But I know I don't have to use drugs to get through those moments. And that's something that we tried to show others in living the life that I live today to be an inspiration to others that look at. Look where I came from. Mm-hmm. I was in a horrible place living in a truck or hotel room and like figuring out who can I scam or whatever to get my next drug just so I can just get through the day. So um, it is it is very um, feeling for me to be able to live the life that I get to live today to show others that, you know, you can. I've got track marks all up and down my whole body, <laughs> you know, and um, some of them are covered up with tattoos now, but um, they at first when I got into recovery, they were, I was very shameful of them. Um, embarrassed. Um, I can't believe I did that, but now it's like, these are badges of honor. I got through that. I lived through that. And so can you,
1: is there, I guess, uh, any amount of, um, shame and regret and all that, that kind of goes through your mind too, during that, recovery process because all the time yeah i would guess so
0: all the time i look back um you know there's doing what i do and helping people in the town that i grew up in um i come across individuals (laughs) actually just like within the past month and a half um i went to a friend of mine's house who i helped him get into treatment um his mom was like will you come by and get his clothes for me and i was like sure she didn't know I'd been there before. She didn't know what happened in that house, you know, and I just went in there and I I wouldn't cross the threshold. And she was like, come in. And she pulled me in and hugged me. She said, it's okay. I know what happened. And I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a moment that, like, I got to make an amends with her. And it was just, it was beautiful. And you face stuff like that in recovery all the time. Yeah.
1: What, What keeps keeps you what keeps others from going back to that life
0: well i can't really speak for others um
1: i guess it's individual it is
0: individual um i hear a lot of times people say that i'm staying sober for my son or my daughter or my kids or my family and i think about that and i'm like that is amazing and beautiful to say however none of them kept you sober when you were using Mm -hmm. that never did i have a a 19 year old son who is at UT now. And, um, he never kept me sober. It didn't mean I didn't love him. Right. It did not mean that at all. I just didn't know. I didn't know how to be just in general. I just didn't know how to exist. It was just a struggle. Um, so for me, um, I have in my past, I have an individual that I lost to an overdose. And, um, one of the things that fuels me is I don't want his death to be in vain. I don't want any of the stuff that I went through in my 20 years of using drugs to be for nothing. I went through that for a reason and living the life i do today. gives me that reason.
1: Mm-hmm. Faith is a part of this whole journey as yes, well. Yes. Obviously. Yes. So, uh, for those listening, uh, to the program and think, well, I, I have this loved one. I know my, you know, my son, my daughter, my parents, me they don't know where to begin where would you tell them to begin and maybe give us a website
0: so i would tell them to go to hustlerecovery.org, click get started and fill out the application and from there you can give me a text or a call and say hey my name is so and so i filled out the application can you help me and from there we will help get them in somewhere
1: Okay. Very good. And uh, we'll put a link to that on the podcast as well. Really appreciate you coming in today. Yes. It's been awesome. Yes. Kim and uh, Mitzi, thanks for coming in. Sure, uh, I, again, don't forget to check the podcast, wgnsradio.com, and uh, you can download the podcast or listen back, watch on Big G TV, anywhere you'd like to. All right. Have a great day, everybody.